Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. little boy and his father were driving down a country road on a beautiful spring afternoon. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a bumblebee flew in the car window. Since the little boy was deathly allergic to bee stings, he became petrified. His father quickly reached out, grabbed the bee, and squeezed it in his hand, and then released it. But as soon as he let it go, the young son became frantic once again as it buzzed by this little boy. The father sensed his son's terror. Once again, he reached out his hand, but this time he pointed to his hand. There, stuck in his skin, was the stinger of the bee. You see this, he asked. You don't need to be afraid anymore. I've taken the sting for you. We're reminded in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, wherein the questions are asked, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. The Christian does not need to be afraid of death because Christ has taken the sting out of death and sin. The songwriter, Alfred Actually, echo these words of the song we sung at the beginning of the service. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. He lives, He lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives? He lives within my heart. And I want to ask you today, does He live within your heart? Do you know Christ by faith as your personal Savior? Is heaven your home? To know Christ is to love Christ. To love Christ is to serve Christ. And I am serving a risen Savior today. I want you to stand with me, please, if you're able, and turning your Bibles to the book of John. John chapter 11. We're going to read two verses here together in our text for this morning. John chapter 11. This is the story of Lazarus and how he died and Christ raised him from the dead. We read together here, read it aloud with me if you will, John 11 verse 25 and verse 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Thank you. may be seated. Do we believe who Jesus is, who he claims to be? Just like the Father took the sting for the Son, Jesus Christ took took the sting of death for us. That's why we should not only know him, but love him and serve him. Serve the Lord Jesus Christ today. You say, why should I serve Jesus Christ? 
Make a note of this will right here in your listening guide, if you will. Number one, because he is the person of the resurrection. The person of the resurrection. Jesus said in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. Jesus did not merely have the power to resurrect his claim. I am the resurrection of the life makes him the very source of resurrection and all life, one writer has said. Everyone who lives refers or everyone who liveth in this context here and believeth, the Bible says this is one thing that God declares unto us that we shall never die. He's speaking of spiritual death. He's speaking of this hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing these New Testament truths about Christ brings us to a place of confession where Jesus asked, Believest thou this in verse 26? And Martha responded by saying in verse 27, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Can you say this morning that Jesus Christ is not just the Son of God, He is not just the Savior, but He is my Savior, my resurrection, and my eternal life. Immortality had to put on mortality, so mortality could put on immortality. The immortal put on mortality so us mortals could put on immortality. Our sin was against an eternal God and it demanded an eternal sacrifice. That's why you could not redeem yourself from your own sin. There had to be an eternal sacrifice for an eternal condemnation against a sin that was eternally committed against this eternal God. Channing said it this way, immortality is the glorious discovery of Christianity. John chapter 14, notice this. We look at the person of the resurrection. What did Jesus declare to his disciples in John 14 and verse 6? There's not many ways to God, but one. I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I was witnessing to a group of high school students in Northfield, Massachusetts years ago. And uh, they came to me, and we were a group of pastors visiting there on the campus of that school in the birthplace of D.L. Moody. And one began to ask, and then another, and said, Sir, why are you here? I told them, and then said, Well, if you're a preacher, can we ask you some questions? And then it turned into a whole gathering of young people, some 25 to 30 high school students gathered around. It was like a boarding school for high school students. They began to ask me questions and uh, trying to challenge the truth of the Bible. I remember one stepped up and he said, Well, I have a professor who said he has studied all the major religions of the world. And they tell you what one said, who healed the sick, raised the dead, arose again from the dead himself, who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Let me tell you what he said. He said, I am the way, 
the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now take this one with his credentials and stand that beside what your professor says and you decide who you're going to believe. Aren't you thankful today that God doesn't force himself on anyone? You're going to have to decide not just what you're going to believe, but who you're going to believe. Jesus Christ is a personal Savior. Jesus Christ is the person of the resurrection. There's no other hope, no other way outside of faith in Jesus Christ to be forgiven or to have heaven as your home. No other way, no other provision, no other path. He is the only hope of eternal life. Number two, I want you to write this down if you will. Why should we serve Jesus Christ? Because he is the power of the resurrection. Make a note of this, the power of the resurrection. I'm so thankful that when we look at our text here back in John chapter 11, that Jesus Christ said that I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he what? Live the power of the resurrection. The Lord Jesus Christ as the resurrection and the life is the first fruits of them that slept, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 says. He conquered death, hell, and the grave because he is the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, Romans 1, 4. Though God manifest in the flesh was crucified and buried on the third day, he rose victorious from the grave. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that will raise us from the dead. Do we believe this? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life because I live, ye shall live also. There is a power that Christ has that none other has and none other can offer. We serve a risen Savior indeed. One writer said it this way, the tomb could hold him no longer. Death is strong, but life is stronger. Stronger than the dark, the light. Stronger than the wrong, the right. Faith and hope, triumphant say, Christ arose that resurrection day. Can you say that with confidence this morning? Christ is risen and the power that raised him from the dead is the same power that's going to raise me from the dead in that day. When we die, our body goes back to the dust of the ground from whence it came. Our soul and our spirit is separated from this earthly tabernacle. Immediately in the very presence of God, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so that is our hope. But the day of resurrection is a day when we get a new body. A body that will never age. How many of you are looking forward to that? I am. It'll never get sick. It'll never get tired. It'll never grow weary. It'll never be diseased. It will never die. It'll be a glorified body. That is the hope that we have because of the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's all appropriated by grace through faith in Him. Amen. Oh, it's a free gift that God wants to give us all today. I think about what we read here in John chapter 11 and verse 4. 
when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. What Christ is saying here is this sickness will not end in death. That's not the way it's going to end. Because we know he died, right? Now think about this. Some of us were wondering today how all of this is going to end. Jesus is saying it's not going to end in death because he is the life. Now we may go through a physical death, but if we believe on Christ, we'll never go through a spiritual death. Right? Now think about this application in our lives. I don't know what God is going to call upon us to go through yet between here and home. But I do know this. He knows the end from the beginning and everything in between. We may go through some dark days. We may go through some what we would call death of hope, dreams, purpose. Our lives may take a turn and we think, how in the world did I get here? I'm so thankful this morning that there's a God in heaven who says, it's not going to end like this. When you think it's over, God may be giving you a new beginning, a fresh start. When you've come to the end of yourself, you're ready for his new beginning. This sickness is not unto death. This won't be the end of you. Now, the adversary is going to say it is. You're finished. I mean, it's over. I mean, just curse God and die. Just throw up your hands and say, who cares? I don't even care anymore. Throw your life away. Whatever time you have left, throw it away because of some past hurt or deep wound or disappointment or sorrow. There's a God in heaven whose power is greater than anything we face in this life. You say, how do you know that? Because he was hit with death and he overcame death. What's the worst thing you think you could be hit with that you could never rise above? It would have to be death, right? But our Savior was hit with death. And basically said, oh death, where is thy sting? Because see, the strength of sin is the law. And Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't break the law. So death had no power over him. The grave could not hold him. The grave had to let him go. And he arose victorious. And as we think about this risen Savior, we think about that power that he has, not only in himself, but the indwelling Holy Spirit has in us to help us to rise again, to get up, to go at it, to start all over, and to begin anew. This is the very hope of Easter that God gives us in the person and in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful that God has given us this glorious, glorious hope. I want you to turn with me briefly over to the book of Colossians. Hold your place here. Colossians chapter 2. 
Colossians chapter 2, find your place in verse 13. I thought there's a powerful truth. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, or forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. In Bible times, when someone was guilty of a crime, they would write that crime down. They would take that, present it to the judge who was found guilty, then the sentence was written on that same piece of paper, and that was nailed to the door of his jail cell. When the time was served, that the sentence meted out, they would take that back to the judge and the judge would stamp upon that to tell us die, meaning it is finished. To tell us die. His debt is paid in full. Now think of this. If someone committed a capital crime, they would take that same bill of ordinance, the list of his crime, his transgressions, and they would nail it to a cross because that was his sentence. You know what the Bible says Jesus did with the list of your sins and mine? He nailed it to his cross. Think about that. He nailed it to his cross, and when he cried, it is finished. That's what he was saying. He was saying before God the Father and all of man to tell us die. It is finished. It is paid for in full. My sin debt is fully taken care of. And so is yours. It's paid in full. I've been purchased off the slave market of sin. Never to be sold under sin ever again. And as a result, I am free from my sin debt because Christ paid it all. All to him I owe. Oh, what a Savior. Jesus Christ is the person of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection. And then lastly, notice this. He is the proclamation of the resurrection, number three. As you look back here in our text, you notice what God is saying through the resurrection of Lazarus, that he has a power over death and the grave. We read in verse 44 where Jesus cried, Loose him and let him go, after he had said in verse 43, Lazarus, do what? Come forth. And the Bible says, And he that was dead came forth. I like verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Look over in chapter 12. Now the unbelieving Pharisees got worried about this. They said everybody's going to see him and believe. But notice chapter 12 and verse 9. The latter part, but they that might see Jesus also, whom he had raised from the dead. That's why they came, not just to see Jesus, but also to see Lazarus. Notice verse 11. Because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and what? Believed on Jesus. Jesus is the proclamation of the resurrection. 
His life-changing power in your life and mine is a testimony to an unbelieving world. Your life and mine says Christ is risen. Christ has power not only over death, but over sin. My sin. He's not only forgiven me, but he's changed my life. Do others see Christ in us? Does the testimony of our life proclaim the risen Savior, that he's alive, that he's real, that he's my personal Savior and Lord? You know, people have different takes on this. It's amazing to consider the disciples. Can you imagine the level of zeal and commitment unto death they had Would they have had that if it was a hoax, a lie? No, they knew he was risen, as he said. They looked at the grave where they laid him, and he was not there anymore. And as a result of that, Acts chapter 4 and verse 33 says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Because they knew he was risen, as he said, they went everywhere telling everybody. That's what God wants us to do, is to proclaim the gospel, proclaim the resurrected Lord. A church was having an Easter program. A young boy was supposed to say, he's not here, he is risen. Instead, he said, he's not here, he's in prison. He got a little bit backwards there. He's not in prison. He's free, and because he's free, because he's alive, we can be free, we can be forgiven. I thought of another little boy. He was supposed to say the same words. He's not here, but he's risen. He says, he ain't here. He done left out. He just got it mixed up, but he said the same thing in essence, right? He done left out. He's gone. He's not there in that borrowed tomb anymore. He's risen as he said, and I thank him for that. One writer said it this way. What happened as a result of the resurrection is unprecedented in human history. In the span of a few hundred years, a small band of seemingly insignificant believers succeeded in turning an entire empire upside down. As has been well said, they faced the tyrant's brandished steel, the lion's gory mane, and the fires of a thousand deaths because they were utterly convinced that they, like their master, would one day rise from the grave in glorified resurrected bodies. Oh, that boldness that we have because of who Christ is and what he's done. May the Lord help us to serve him today because not only has he risen again from the dead, but he will raise us from the dead. And though all others are dead in trespasses and sin, if we will tell them about this risen Savior, they can be raised in that day as well. I do know the Lord today and I want others to know him. I want to glory not just in his cross, but in his empty tomb. We've all heard of Michelangelo and the great artist. He said at a moment of zeal to his fellow artist one day, why do you keep filling gallery after gallery with endless pictures on one theme in Christ or of Christ in weakness, Christ on the cross, And most of all, Christ hanging dead. 
Why do you concentrate on the passing episode as if it were the last work, as if the curtain dropped on him with disaster and defeat? That dreadful scene lasted a few hours. But to the unending eternity, Christ is alive. The stone has been rolled away, and he rules and reigns and triumphs. I serve a risen Savior today. Do you serve him? Do you love him? Do you know him? He is the person, the power, and the proclamation of the resurrection. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, let's stand with our heads bowed. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.